Hello, and welcome to Small Business Happy Hour, a podcast where we interview a different entrepreneur or small business owner every week to hear their story. We chat about their business, passions, struggles, and all things small business. Oh, and we drink with our guests during the interview, hence the happy hour. I'm your host, Derek, founder of Yoga for All Humans, a fully online yoga studio. And I'm your host, Holly, creator of the blog, The Bitter Lemon, and author of many books. We are so happy you're here. Hey, Holly, how are you? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a busy week and a busy weekend. Um, But my friend suggested this app to me that has Mm -hmm. kind of like saved me. (laughs) app? Yeah, so it's like a mobile app, and it's called Habitica. Mm-hmm. So habit, habit, Ica, ICA. Um, and it's like the silly like gaming thing. So if you're into games, you would like it. But I don't think you're much of a gamer, but like I had such a busy week, and like also a very busy weekend with yoga stuff. And this app, you can like put in things that you have to do, like daily you know you have your to-do list you have like different things and you get like rewarded for like doing things you know and Mm -hmm. you have like this little character and you build up their skills and you can have a team with other people and stuff and do like quests and shit it's very nerdy but it's actually been really helpful because like while i have all this shit to do it's been a good place for me to like keep track of all my to-dos and stuff and i can Uh set like when I need to do them. And then that way I don't forget about them. Cause I like have all these random like ideas or things I want to do. And then they slip my mind. So I just plug them into there whenever I think of it. And then whenever I finish it, I get rewarded virtually. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. I saw that Sarah Bacon, she, I think she's reading like some like self-development book right now or something. And mm. one of their suggestions for like, helping you with habits is to like do something uh, like tangible to like, I don't know, I guess reward yourself in a way. So (laughs) it sounds so weird, but she bought like this like thing from Michael's, like a canister of like little jewels. And she's literally just every time she completes a habit, she moves like one of the jewels into a jar. And I'm like, then I hear you talk about this habits thing. And I'm like, okay, why is everybody trying to like, (laughs) isn't it funny i don't know but it's like i don't know i just needed i mean i was just feeling really overwhelmed to like that we have to do something like that but i can't i guess i just don't think of this stuff that i need to be doing as like a habit but it is like taking my vitamins bedtime right stuff like that i even have stuff like that on there yeah Yeah. and then like it's just helping me hold myself accountable, but not in like a toxic way, you know? Yeah, it's like a fun way. Yeah, it's interesting. So it's it's helped me this week. We'll see how long I keep playing. I did go to a cool place that I want us to check out together because it, it was a really nice vibe. Have you heard of Codependence Coffee and Cocktails? I think it's called downtown. No. So I met one of my friends there Friday afternoon. And she kind of dropped a bombshell on me that she's moving, but that's, you know, a conversation for another day. But she suggested this place because I was like, she doesn't drink. So I wanted a place where like she could have like Mm -hmm. 
coffee or non-alcoholic options, but I obviously wanted, you know, my cocktails. Yeah. Um, Because it was Friday and I was off. Um, And we met at like three o'clock. So I had some mimosas and then some wine. But it was really cool. It was like coffee shop by day, bar by night, but like a really nice vibe. And they had like a really nice outside area. Okay. Um, Did they have any food? yeah it had like you know hummus and a couple other things yeah yeah okay yeah just like snacky things but semi-healthy and not like you know nasty bar food Um, right yeah it wasn't bar food it was it was nice um like small plates and then oh they had a sign so it's like coffee shop by day and then turns into bar and they had signs up that said like no laptops after 4 p.m Oh, wow. So it was like, your work is done. You can't work anymore. Now it's time to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and probably a really great way to distinguish themselves from like Starbucks. and. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that cool? So Yeah. Because it does change the vibe. Yeah. If, if we're both off on the same day and want to go like get stuff done, we could go, you know, work there in the afternoon and then put our laptops away. And then at 3.59, close our laptops ceremoniously. Exactly. <laughs> because we have to. Yeah, the rules are rules. We do not make them. I know, I know. That's funny. So what have you been up to this week? So this week, really like... After the new year, so I started working at Ulta for the holidays. And then after the new year, you know, that sort of ends like the holiday season. And Mm -hmm. I think I mentioned on here, like Ulta asked me if I wanted to stay. I am staying really for a multitude of reasons. Um, One, because I do think it like does a lot of good for my mental health, believe it or not. Like I love Mm -hmm. the people that I work with and i I really have not like been in a work environment where I'm with other people in person since 2018. Yeah. And, you know, I like talking about makeup and I honestly didn't realize this, but I have worked in the tech industry since 2015. And that is a place where like beauty and makeup are not necessarily on the radar. Not saying that. that. Yeah. I'm not saying people look down on it or anything like that, but most places that I have worked at, um, the employees don't wear makeup or whatever. I've met a few people that, and I was like, wow, like that's somebody I can have like something to relate to just because I've always enjoyed wearing makeup and, you know, having my hair a certain way or whatever. Um, so it's honestly such a like different job like kind of like what Zeno was saying when we talked to her like it's just so different from what I've been doing that it's kind of nice it's also a pain in the ass sometimes I mean I'm not gonna lie but it's steady pay and I definitely like am still like in the position to need that right now but now that the holidays are over like it's totally different working there like it it still has like busy busy moments but it's not like slammed all the time like the holidays and like the customers are a little nicer and um then this week I had you all through the holidays I have had two days off from Ulta I worked five days a week and normally I worked around 31 32 hours a week and this week was the first week that I had three days off I only worked like 25 hours instead of 32 which 
I honestly was like, oh my God, I don't really know what to do with myself. Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, I had some freelance work to do, but not, not enough that I was like slammed on my days off. So I feel like I'm probably feeling a little bit of the growing pains of like this new year and not having like a standard schedule for every day is something that like is really difficult for me. So yeah, I think just like kind of figuring out all of this. And sometimes I think during the months that I started working at Ulta, I really tried to just not think about much of it. Like I, I don't want to think about how little money I'm making at this job. I don't want to think about how messed up my schedule is. I don't want to think about how tired I am. And I feel like I'm starting to sort of like think about all those things and, you know, I want to stay present, but I also am like, I don't know realistically how long I can do this, but Mm. I mean, this is my situation now. So I'm trying to just like roll with it, but yeah. So my week was a little, felt a little weird just because I had that extra day off and I'm still trying. I I feel like I'm getting more things done after the holidays, but I still have my Christmas tree up. (laughs) I am still just like getting organized and feeling like settling in to like the new year which is weird but yeah our uh, christmas tree is still up as well so don't feel bad <laughs> i'm gonna do loves it my plan is to take it down this week i'm like i'm kind of enjoying it today and then i'll probably take it down just because i feel like it's starting to get in the way like yeah, yeah. where i'm like okay like i think we can put this away until next year but <laughs> Yeah, I keep finding Christmas ornaments around the house because Neil's just like he's just had fun. It's been up for so long. Yeah. 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 I did have like Thursday night. I did have the first like my first screenwriting meeting of the new year, which um, Mm. was like a really nice way. We meet every other week. And these are people that I met when I went on the writer's retreat in August. And there's multiple groups. Some people are in more than one group, but um, I'm just in this one. We meet every other Thursday. And but prior to the new year, we were like reviewing um, each other's work, but we kind of spent this first meeting, like laying out what is everyone's goal for the year? Um, are people trying to enter in contests? Are people trying to get into fellowships, trying to get a certain number of scripts done, all of that. So that was like, a breath of fresh air because I feel like I constantly have to remind myself that like, that's my goal. And like, my goal is not to like excel at really much else that I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you were talking about that last time that, you know, you're sometimes you have to say no to things so that you can focus on what you want to, you know? Yeah. I get really like, I mean, I think all of us get caught up in especially like the stuff that brings us income and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That's normal. But I really try and like put it into perspective and not let that stuff stress me out because it's like that is not what I'm really out here trying to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Or like even just stuff like getting my house clean. Like I don't need to stress over that. Like just I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. I totally get it. One funny thing that I just saw right before we got on here is, I don't remember if I told you that, like, Facebook 
was like, do you want to make funny money for your reels or whatever? Like probably in November, it was like a December reels challenge or some shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I guess it's just like a way for them to try to get more people to do reels on Facebook, you know? Uh Um, And so I was just curious, like, I was like, surely it's not going to be a lot of money. I I didn't know how much it would be. They never said like how much you would get paid for your reels. And I mean, my reels aren't like, you know, viral, but some of them did have like 3000 views, 2000 views, which I think is good. Yeah, that's a lot. I got a dollar and 20 cents. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. You're a content creator now, but I know, I know. Isn't that funny? Oh my god! Um, yeah, yeah. I think they were talking about that on Andy Cohen's radio show because his co-host said he like did that, and he was like saying like it was some like race to try and get a thousand dollars or whatever. And yeah, he was yeah. not going to get a thousand dollars, but yeah. Oh my god, a dollar and twenty cents. That's like pretty much what I make off like my Amazon commissions every month. Right. Facebook is interesting. I feel like they're trying to like kind of shift the platform a bit. Mm-hmm. And this may be like a catalyst for that because I did notice like while my reels, some of the reels that would pick up a lot of attention, I would get new followers from it. Cause you know how Facebook used to be like very much like friend request only type of situation. Yeah. But now they allow you to have followers without someone being your friend, you know? And, oh, right. Yeah. And I've picked up a number of followers from these reels that I've been doing. And so they're, I think they're trying to make it more like, you know, casual. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. All that stuff confuses me now. Like I never get on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And like what's the difference between a friend and a follower? Like that just sounds weird. It is weird. <laughs> but uh, yoga's been going good. I hope the momentum uh, keeps up. Cause you were in my class Monday night where I had seven people. Yeah. 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 I was really like, wow, there's seven people in here. <laughs> I've been trying to invite a lot of people, but some of them were just new, like new members, you know. Um, yeah. Either from people that are reactivated the free trial or brand new free trial people. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll pick up more. I mean, it needs to. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like, um, I started putting like some new stuff in my Etsy shop because I had such a good. Yeah. For December, I think my shop made like $230 or something like that. Okay. Which nice. is like anyone hearing this for the first time is like, oh, big whoop, $200. But like, this is like, this is a shop that like up until October, I maybe sold one item and all the items are under $10. Yeah. So to like see that number and like, that's the revenue, like that's what is coming after the fees and all of that. Like, oh, nice. Actually, like kind of I mean I'm trying to make like a lot of money off of the shop but seeing like <clears throat> when you actually put the work in and like you see the money it's like okay wow like this is actually working I mean obviously the hours that I've put in do not <laughs> $200 is like really small. yeah 
but I really like all the stuff. All the stuff for the shop is like really fun and like creative and I like making it. So I'm trying to like put new stuff in there to keep people like coming and um, kind of keep it going. But I keep thinking of all these ideas. I'm like, oh, I just put some Valentine stuff in there. I'm like, oh, I can put Mardi Gras stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep it seasonal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been a little fun thing that I've been working on this week, but mm-hmm. we're rolling now. <laughs> 2023, it's here. It's here. Oh, my God. Well, I was editing this week's guest earlier and i just i mean i knew that they were funny you know but we recorded that like a week or so ago yeah and just listening back to it like they're just so silly they, they were so fun i and know god what a what a mess and like whenever you go to like grab what is it called like like the audio clip yeah i guess you call it an audio clip you have to grab the one where where april's like no booger pickers and yeah french she fry said, vintage. no nose pickers and french yeah <laughs> yeah that was so oh funny. like that was funny yeah i was actually telling my mom about it and she said that they have like those goodwill outlet they have a goodwill outlet like where she lives oh really and she said she went one time and like turned right back around yeah, like, I would tell. Was, I wouldn't be able to hang. No, she was like, no, um, I couldn't do that. But yeah. they can, and it makes a lot of sense that they do. Um, yeah, so yeah, it was a fun episode. Anyone that's just interested in how the vintage clothing industry works, or interested in getting into it, you know, they have a lot of tips both for how to shop for vintage clothes as a consumer mm-hmm. and also how to shop for vintage clothes as a buyer. And I yeah. thought it was cool that they were as transparent as they were with their methods, you know, cause they're just trying to, trying to do good for them. But, you know, there's, there's such a large community around it that like, you know, they can't just be the only ones, especially whenever it's so, you know, brick and mortar works really well for that kind of stuff. And I'm excited to see how their new shop expands. Yeah, I think one thing that really stuck out about the interview that I kind of keep thinking about is that they both were, they both met and developed a friendship over their love of clothes. And that's ultimately what, you know, what sparked this, them going into business together and, and doing this business that they have now. And I mean, pretty much everyone we've talked to so far they have started their business because they love X, Y, and Z. But mm-hmm. I find it just so interesting to say like, oh, I love clothes. And so we're going to do this business together because I think I just find that, I don't know, I can't really describe why I'm like hung up on it. But I think really because of like Jenny, like um, where she started, like they both made such pivots like in their mm-hmm. life and like, really gave up like a more traditional way to go which everyone that we've talked to has but yeah um, I just find that like we keep like talking to people that hammer down like the points that we already knew going into creating this but um hearing it from all sorts of different people is interesting it is it is interesting because and it's 
it's fun to see the overlap and completely different business models right mm-hmm. um because we we've talked to a wide variety of people so far and there there are a lot of similarities yeah so i'm excited um for people to hear this one me too buckle on y'all um two country bumpkins coming your way they have the cutest accents and i actually noticed that like i i started (laughs) my my country accent started creeping out every now and then toward the end of our conversation just because i was talking to them for so long so (laughs) i know they were so funny so y'all enjoy it's it's probably a little bit longer of an episode than we usually have since it's two people, but I promise it's, it's entertaining and worth the listen. Yeah. (laughs) Here they come. It's Jenny. Oh, it's still connecting to audio. It says, (laughs) okay. Now it says you're connected to audio. Okay. Hi. Hi. I have not done zoom in so long, thankfully. (laughs) And I didn't even have it on my phone anymore. So I was like, I have to re-download everything. April should be <laughs> popping on shortly. That's cool. When's the last time you Zoomed? Teacher training, probably? Probably, honestly. <laughs> I'm, I'm jealous. I have a friend that lives in London and we like video chat sometimes, but we've started just doing like WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. So we used to Zoom. Well, we used to Skype way back in the day. Back oh, yeah. in the day. When people Skyped. I wonder how Skype is doing. I haven't thought about Skype in a while. I know. I mean, I guess they still exist, but I I know my friend still like their their company still uses that as like their chat. Oh, okay. So it probably is doing it. Okay, I think I'm here, here, but can you you see me, though? No. We can't see you, but we can hear you. Figure it out. Okay, hang on just a minute. I think I'm going to get it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you see a little camera icon? Yeah. I just see my, like, person. Like, it just has a head and a body picture. Yeah, that's what we see. You just see that. Then yeah. I click. Okay, it just it tap. Just tap your screen one time. And then the menu should pop up on the top and the bottom. And on the bottom, there's a video camera that you click. Like swipe all the way to the right. Well, I guess it doesn't. Oh, matter. okay. I see it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay yay we did did it yay i was we were telling jenny that we're jealous that she doesn't have to deal with zoom so we're jealous that you don't have to either oh man i probably couldn't do it all the time (laughs) (laughs) do y'all ever do live ones no we haven't yet no okay no not yet we could. I mean, Holly and I both live in Austin, and mm-hmm. I got a, a new podcast mic for Christmas, and it has, like, a setting where you could do, like, kind of a round table, multiple, it has, like, speakers on, like, every side of it, oh. so I could. Yeah. Yeah. It's fancy. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah. Wow. 
This is my first time meeting April, although I've been a fangirl for a while. Um, <laughs> That's and Jenny and I, yeah, <laughs> and Jenny and I met um, in yoga teacher training. We we both went through the same program. Oh, okay. That's how. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We. Um, gosh, what a wild ride! It was like I think like a four month program, um, but. I was never going to be able to do it unless it was online. And then, you know, that was my pandemic hobby. And then I didn't mean to start a yoga studio, but that happened. Um, but yeah, that's how I met Jenny. And then we were fortunate enough to meet in person. We did like a little capstone trip at the end of our program and rented a house like outside of Asheville and had a really good weekend. Um, group, I feel like our group was so good. Like it was I mean, I, like what other groups did that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably not. I know. I know. I keep saying like, I need to make this business pay for itself and then I can travel again. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, we're in year one, so I would. Yeah, well, I know. You, year two. One year yet? When was yeah, I hit one year. When was your... But you're like a year and a couple months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I have to keep giving myself grace with that. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't pay ourselves, I think, the first two years. Uh And now we're kind of, then we started paying, we're like in the third year. It's like we started paying ourselves, but we're, I mean, we'll get into, we're like looking at expanding now. So we basically like don't pay ourselves again so yeah like and i was talking to um i was talking to like a business guy you know what okay. i mean and like, <laughs> he was like oh guy. yeah five years he said the first five years it's like fighting for your life so yeah i was like okay well we're good then yeah i feel that um i mean that's why i had to pick up a full-time job again just because like you know gotta make me money, money somehow yeah and we've both done odd jobs too mm-hmm. yeah so. no i feel that jenny i was telling holly that in um like in our in our yoga classes our yoga teacher classes like whenever we would have a new teacher a lot of times they would they would have everyone reintroduce themselves, which took forever because it was like 30 of us. And one of them had us like say what our spirit animal was. <laughs> and I was telling Holly, one of my favorite things about Jenny is like, you can't, you can't put Jenny in a box. Don't, don't even try. And like Jenny went before me and Jenny was like, I refuse to choose a spirit animal because I don't like to pigeonhole myself into one thing. So that's my answer. <laughs> I think I was like, I like being myself. I'm being myself. Exactly. That's (laughs) pretty much what you said. But I was like over, so over, like it would take us like an hour just to like, and it's like, we've all met each other like 10 times at this point. (laughs) I'm like, can we just learn a yoga? I don't know. It was very sweet. I think in person. Any type of icebreaker stuff, I cannot stand. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm okay about it, but when it's like, yeah, like literally the 10th time in the over same and day. over. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I got around to my turn that day, I said that my spirit animal was Jenny. <laughs> Do you oh, remember yeah. that? <laughs> I was like, I love that. She's my spirit animal. Um, That's awesome. When I started at 
um, when I moved to Austin and started at the job that I moved here for, they like on my first day, they made me say like these certain things that they supposedly asked everybody. And one of the things was tell us something no one knows about you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that I murdered somebody like, I'm like, I don't, I really did not know what to say. And I felt like, you know, a startup is really one of those places where like, if you're not a team player, like you're automatically unliked. So I was like, well, cool. Like I'm, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) That is like a weird, like very personal. Yeah. Cause I'm like, anything I haven't told. So you don't need to know. Yeah. I'm like, anything I haven't told anybody is not something I'm going to share at work with people I just met today. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember like, this was kind of recently. Like I asked April, like what her Disney alter ego was. And she was like, she was like, never heard this concept of like the Disney. So like mine is like Ariel or Cinderella. Like that was, you know, and then, so I was explaining to April and that sounds like, who's your, she goes, the fat mouse in Cinderella, <laughs> which is my favorite. answer. Oh, that's, awesome. Gus, that's who I am. Yeah, guess, guess. Uh, <laughs> no. I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> well, this is Holly, by the way. I didn't introduce Holly. I know. Uh, we Holly. This is our first time having two guests. And you guys I was wondering. So much alike. I like, tried to listen to a few of them. This is Otto. <laughs> Hi, Otto. Uh, and I was wondering how it would go with two people, but... We'll see. Well, we're definitely like a package deal. So we we did another like interview we had set up like a while ago. And then we got there and they're like, oh, we didn't expect there to be two of you. I was like, what? (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Of course it's two of us. (laughs) Yeah. Did they do no research? (laughs) Yeah. But I was like, you know, I'll check with my business partner when we're available, all this stuff. And then they're like, there's two. And we're like, yeah. But it worked out. They had just had to redo their mic, their mic setup. Oh, uh, got it. How old are you, Otto? Are you saying hi to Jenny? Look, and that's Derek and Holly. I like your hair. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> okay, you ready to go out again? Go. Okay, we have to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> Are y'all participating in the happy hour part of the podcast? What are you drinking? I'm drinking coffee. I don't drink, so I was oh, like, really? oh, you drink, and then I was like, I'm going to drink my coffee. That's good. Yep. Yeah. We support okay. that. I am also um, not drinking at the moment, but I bought for it a mojito-flavored probiotic beverage. Okay. <laughs> Delicious. Like a kombucha? It's like, let me, I, well, and I say I bought it, I drank it earlier because I moved. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to have it. It's, um, so it's like kombucha, but it's like a different bacteria or whatever, uh-huh. whatever it is that kombucha even is. I'm not sure, but it's, um, the, brand is Kavita. Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I like these a lot. They have different flavors. 
Did it taste yeah. like a mosquito? Yeah. That's Do you awesome. have white kombucha? What? I don't I do drink like kombucha. I don't like kombucha a ton, but I like these things. Well, it depends. I've had some that I like. Uh, I drink I kombucha pretty much every day. Yeah. You do? I, mm-hmm. I tried the hard kombucha. Have you tried that, Derek? Yeah, I like that too. I do like it, but um, gosh, I cannot remember the brand of it, but like they market theirs like as like Paloma, uh, like all the cocktails. And like, if you are mentally thinking you're about to drink like a Paloma, it does not taste like that. It tastes like, <laughs> like it's good, but it doesn't taste like a margarita. That's funny. Yeah, I guess that's probably like you know it's a different level of like fizziness too i think on those like yeah yeah because it's like bacteria fizz yeah <laughs> well i guess Derek and i are going to be getting drunk together oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i have no shame <laughs> no, i put extra vodka it's sunday sunday cup. It is Sunday, fun day. Um, I made a greyhound vodka a grapefruit. Oh. <laughs> Say that again, Otto. Yeah. No, he said Sunday, fun day. That's cute. Sunday, fun day. And Derek has red wine. Classic. That's that's, that's me. Sunday, fun day. <laughs> I feel like you can't make cocktails now, Derek. Like you just need to have red <sighs> wine. Every no, I, I'm committed. I have a cocktail book. I used like, my cookbook you, last night. I have, have a high life in a fridge. That's usually, this is like one of the most like country <laughs> things about me is my go-to is Miller High Life. The That's hilarious. <laughs> yep. Do y'all drink different drinks each podcast? Holly's better at it than me. Yeah. I don't necessarily try to. It's really just like whatever I feel and whatever I have in my fridge. But I mean, I think red wine, like we need to get Robert Mondavi to sponsor this because we (laughs) (laughs) I never thought about alcohol sponsors, but we should okay. Anybody total wine sponsor us. Yeah. Yeah. Total wine sponsors a lot. That you guys do that. Yeah. We had um for our grand opening, I kind of forgot about this. For our grand opening, we made a signature French fried vintage cocktail. Was called the French fried fizz. And it was so delicious. It was champagne and Mountain Dew. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm going to put that on our Instagram. Yes. That's hilarious. We need to bring that back. I think we started drinking Mountain Dew, so. Exactly what a sprinter is. Yeah. But it was like the French and the fried. Boom. Uh, We have a a friend that has a bartending like company and she helped us come up with that genius idea (laughs) that is fantastic that is and that's a good segue into i would love to hear the story of how french fried vintage got started because i don't even know the story so how did did all this come about and how long have y'all been in business and tell us about it do you want to go first well so french fried vintage is a vintage clothing store in Knoxville, Tennessee. 
and we are women owned. We like to say I'm the French and April I'm the is French. Yes. Um, and we have had our brick and mortar store for three and a half years. And right now we are working towards um, moving into a new bigger location, which will hope our grand opening. We're hoping in March, but maybe a soft opening in February if everything goes good. That's exciting. Um. Yeah, so it feels like we're starting a whole business over again, but mm, I bet. April, are you there still? Yeah, I'm still here. I've, I'm trying to keep them entertained, but then we also sorry, now I'm gonna go on a tangent. April's a mama, so she has two kids. She's raising Yes, and we also have a laundry like disaster right now. So dad's downstairs trying to deal with that. So that's why they're going to knock. Otto started putting Hot Wheels underneath the door is what he was doing earlier. So that's why I let him in. But (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It'll provide some entertainment. I'm like, you can put some of it in. You can take some of it (laughs) out. Whatever, yeah. my children, you have permission to use them. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on just a second. You're good. We'll keep asking Jenny questions. Okay, um, well, I'll keep talking now. Say, okay, so if you are interested in a like really concise, beautiful version of our story, we did, um, I call it our TED talk. We did a what's called a pachaka cha. Do y'all have that in Austin? It's kind of like, um, it's a really cool thing. They do it in cities all over the world. I want to say it started in Japan. So it's just like, you'll go to a pachaka cha event and they'll have different speakers and each speaker speaks for the same amount of time, which is like seven minutes and 20 seconds or something like that. So, um, and you can talk about whatever you want. So we have one you can see on their website or on our YouTube channel. Um, that shares our whole story, but the kind of in seven minutes and 20 seconds. Um, but basically, so we met April and I met, and I just realized this recently, we met like almost a little over 10 years ago. I would uh, say longer than that. I well, as we, a customer. well, right. We met way be- like several years before that, but when we started like, so April worked at a resale clothing store. That's also a local, like small business. I mean, maybe medium, you would say now because <laughs> mm. they have multiple locations, but it's, um, it's kind of like a Buffalo exchange. Mm. Um, so April was working there and I used to go shop there all the time. So she would, would like knew kind of who each other was. And then in like 20 late 2011 or like early 2012 I started working there and then it was kind of like I feel like basically like instant besties yeah and our boss would like she started schedule like, us different yes and oh. <laughs> getting into much trouble close. yeah yeah like at one point 
I remember her being like, I feel like you work better when April's not here. I was like, mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I've had coworkers like one. that. I love um, that. So, so then we just started, yeah, just like sharing our love for clothes and then specifically vintage clothes. And so we started actually, so as actually French fried business vintage as a business is probably more like six years old. We at first started just selling on Etsy and we would do like photo shoots and online only. And then like that grew. Then we started a Depop, which is another online um, resale platform. And then we probably did that like two or three years, just that. And it was just our little side hustle. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then you talk some. Okay. Yeah. I was like my turn. And then we both got like, try to do it. We try to do it separate. Like we had, we got booths at a place, but separately. Oh, okay. And that didn't work as well as we thought it would. So then we did we were like looking around for like spots to do like even open up early like open up a store but we found a space for six weeks so we did a pop-up in our local art was it an art studio strapped lot yeah so we rented that for six week period and that gave us the boost and confident and money to open where we are now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Where did the name come from? <laughs> okay. Well, we say the joke is I'm the French and she's the fried. Uh-huh. I, so my former, I speak French fluently used to be a French professor. Were you? I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like a whole other life. Huh. Uh, even when I was in the yoga training, I think I was still teaching at that point. But that was probably the last. Or maybe I had just quit. I think I had just quit. Okay, so maybe your alter ego is the French chef in The Little Mermaid and not Ariel. That is pretty you. That's funny. <laughs> Sebastian for a little din-din. Oh, oh my God. Dejeuner. <laughs> that's good <laughs> and then you know you've heard april talk so she's a fried i'm the southern fried <laughs> one <laughs> but we had we were kicking around names i remember we were at my house and we had maybe like a couple that we were like oh maybe maybe and then um I think I thought of it on the toilet. I was like in the bathroom and I yelled, what about French fried vintage? And she was like, yes. And then <laughs> at that point it was just like, yep, that's it. That's awesome. You remember that April? That was at my I old think that I remember the, that you being on the toilet and saying something, <laughs> but I'm wondering where that Kate, like I want, I wish we could find the list of what we you know, like other names that huh? we have. Oh, yeah. I remember that 
as a contender was Junkyard Heart. Okay, yeah. yeah. Was one that it was like, which is like a lyric or maybe a song title from, um, I'm blanking on her name. You know who it's it, all good. It'll come know. back to you. It was somebody that I was into at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay. And yeah, I wish we did have that list of our other ideas. That's it's so probably funny. somewhere. What somewhere. was your so April did have an Etsy shop like before we joined. What was your one? It shop? was the odd ape. Okay. The A U D. A-P-E. But uh, so my sister's name is Audrey. And I'm like, so I was like odd. We used to call her odd. And then my name's April. And so people call me ape or AP. And so it was the odd ape. Yeah. That's so cute. Thank you. April, where are you from? I'm from East Tennessee. Okay. Yeah. Lenore City to be exact. I love your accent. Thanks. I'm sure you get that a lot. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, though, Jenny speaks more southernly than uh-huh. I do. <laughs> Specifically, that one part in the show that we're on, but still, oh it was so gosh. cute. Mine that definitely comes and goes. And it's, the more it comes you're around more. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> every now and then also sound country um it's weird like if you like i grew up in louisiana but i grew up in baton rouge and not many mm-hmm. people have much of an accent but whenever i was a kid there are videos of me where i was just like twangy as hell and so like i would spend every other weekend with my dad who lived more out in the country so i think i just had like this weird combo accent but then it just like grew out of me but it'll come out every now and then I think April has the most country accent of anyone in her family. So the way okay. the way we live in East Tennessee, like I now say that I'm like from here, but my family is not from here. My mom is from the Midwest. My dad's from upstate New York. Like I wasn't oh, born funny. here. You know, we don't have like, but most people here are like from here. It's like their granny's from here and their great granny and like their cousins and everybody's here. And that's more how April's family is. But I think you're the most country sounding of all of them. I probably am. So how do you say Knoxville? Because my grandma lived in Knoxville for the longest time and she always said Knoxville. Yeah, yeah, Knoxville. If I'm Knoxville. like talking fast, it's definitely. Well, I don't know from Knoxville. I don't know. Knoxville. Well, (laughs) Maryville, Maryville is where I live now. So in Blount County. Yeah, they have a joke that Merville is like too. So Merville, Merville, that's it. (laughs) And I grew up in Maryville for uh, like most of my childhood. But I was also born. I'm originally from Louisiana. I was born in Louisiana. That's right. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And that, that is why I got into studying French. Yeah. Even though mm-hmm. it was way later. Cause we moved here when I was like six. But then even, you know, in like eighth grade or whenever you choose a language, I was like, I'll do French. Mm-hmm. So, 
I ha- didn't always love the, my accent or the way I've talked. Everyone used to always make fun of me, mm-hmm. but I have grown to love it. So, yeah, kids are assholes. Yeah, they would like make me. They would like make me count in gym class when we stretched, and everyone would like copy the way I said one, Aww. two. Like they would always make me count, though. So they would always. Hey, uh, rude people. Rude. You, should, <laughs> you should have just said cuss words instead of counting. Yeah. If if then was now, I definitely would have done. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. So obviously, y'all sell vintage clothes, and I saw recently, and I mean, I assumed this, but I like that y'all highlighted. You know, you have clothes for everybody so you know plus size options and everything is there a specific target market i mean i know that y'all have like a lot of different eras that you cover but i mean if you had to nail down your demographic i guess age wise i think our target market really is everybody but we want it to be everybody but who actually shops there is probably like 20 to 35 year olds yeah or younger. Yeah, some and it's some, so hard. Maybe even like 15 to 35. Yeah. But it's like so we, hard to judge the people's ages now. Oh, yeah, it I is, isn't not, it? Like all the teenagers that I think maybe are in college, they are still in high school. So it's very yeah. like sometimes I ask kids their age now because I'm like, oh, oh, you're only 16. I thought you were 20. So right. You probably yeah. sound like a big creeper. You're like, so how old are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like there was just like a, a group and I remember I was like, I wonder, they said school, but I'm like, okay, yeah. call school or high school. And they were definitely still in high school. So it was <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like the older I get, the worse I am at judging people's age, you know? Yeah. It's well, so hard. We, may, we also do have um, kids' clothes. So we even have, you know, like parents come in with their kids and, you know, they might all be able to, like, get their five-year-old something, their 14-year-old something, and themselves something. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I love and that. Even, and even for people that aren't into clothing, we do carry like some like knickknacks and housewares and kind of wall decor. Um, but the focus is for sure. I would say we're like 90% clothing. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I hope I can make it to your store one day. Yeah. Well, and even you- if you can't, like at our Etsy, we have done mainly. That's the kids only Etsy, mm-hmm. so it's only kids' clothes. And we've then shifted Etsy that shops. over time since opening the store. It used to be like variety, but we've shifted because that is one thing that sells way better online than in the store. Kids' clothes so, do. Mm-hmm, so we shifted. Oh, interesting. And then our Depop, we shifted to be only plus size clothing. Oh. For the same reason. It's like two things that we have actually great inventory on, but they don't get as sh- shopped as much as we feel like they. We want them to get deserve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's just more of an outlet. I think parents, it's easier. My, my siblings both have young kids and I'm like, okay, I get it. Like you're not 
it's easier to buy stuff online when you have mm-hmm. a three-year-old. Yeah. What does Depop stand for? I've never heard of Depop before. It's D-E-P-O-P. And it's essentially like, I think actually Etsy owns it now. So it was started in the UK. And if you get on there, it's essentially the same interface as Instagram, but it's made for buying and selling clothes. Not necessarily hmm. even, not necessarily vintage. Like you could, it's more comparable to like, mercari i guess but um there are a lot of vintage sellers on there and then um it grew and then yeah etsy bought it maybe a year or two ago but it Mm -hmm. still exists as its own thing that's cool i'm glad that y'all found different like Mm -hmm. angles and avenues for what works best for you know but our favorite is in store (laughs) i'm sure yeah always but yeah yeah. I don't want to go too much down a rabbit hole, but I think you guys are the first ones that have had an Etsy shop. And I'm just curious, like, how do you feel about using Etsy as a platform? Because I know, you know, over the past couple of years, like they've raised their fees. They have kind of like a lot. Of, I've seen a lot of people leave their Etsy shops because of that. So I'm just curious. I guess it really depends on what rate you sell at because we're not like, okay, maybe we'll sell like five things a month on there okay. um, or like one, we'll go like a month without selling any. And then in five in one week, we'll sell five things. So mm-hmm. we're, it's not a huge turnover for us on there. I don't know. I feel like everything has gone up. So mm-hmm. the yeah. main thing for us is the shipping costs, like shipping costs, normally i mean it's went they up and went up again in the last like months like yeah, we used so. to be able for a t-shirt or something similar you could get pretty much anywhere in the u.s for less than five bucks now that's more like six bucks and the thing about all the online platforms because they're competing with amazon now mm-hmm. they expect you to roll shipping prices into mm-hmm. your prices which was previously not the way. So mm-hmm. like when that shift happened a few years ago, I feel like that was a hard transition. But like now we're looking at things we're like, Ugh, we're going to have to like raise prices again. But I think what April said, like we, d- it's not a main source of income for us. So yeah, it's, it's not as big as somebody that if they're running their whole business or the, the bulk of their business off of that. Yeah. But also speaking of like, like using Etsy as outlets, I feel like in Tennessee and Knoxville, the markets, like the outdoor markets that everyone's holding has grown like 10 times. Like I feel like there's a market every weekend for the makers that were selling on Etsy or whatnot. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's better. I mean, I know the markets are better, but that I would have pulled off Etsy to sell at markets right? all summer. I don't know though. That's fun. So I'm always curious about this. We did interview another person who has a store, but hers is strictly online and it's more like woman on the go, more casual, you know, definitely not vintage. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious where y'all source your clothes from, because that's like a much more niche place that you have to find your clothes, right? Yeah. Our answer for that to anyone is everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You're you're always keeping an eye out. 
Yes. I think that's the most asked question is mm-hmm. like, where do you get all your stuff? I think April at this, I think with the beginning, we shopped pretty equally. April probably shops more now because she's more running around and I've become like a big old homebody. <laughs> <laughs> we do like it. Both like it equally. I like to shop. I also just get to where I, I love to shop out of town. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I'm bored of Knoxville places because we do still have good little what we would call a honey hole where you mm. can go get good stuff. For I don't know if that is a term that exists in other industries, but um, it's like where we can go get a bunch of cool stuff for cheap that maybe not a lot of other people know about. And then we'll and that we're not going to tell you about. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just kidding. We share. We do. I feel like, yes, out of town is the best to go home yeah. for, but I am always on the hunt. Even though, oh, you know, all those places, you know, their inventory cycles also, so there's always a chance. But then there's just some that, you know, they're going to be cheaper or they just tend to have more the type of things we're looking for. Um, but, like, April will also, like, stop at yard sales and stuff like that. Yard uh, sales are my favorite. Church yard sales are my, oh my absolute gosh, favorite because there's like okay, like everyone in their church is bringing stuff, so it's like a uh-huh. hundred people's things versus three people's things. Yeah, those are the best. I would have never thought about a yard sale. Yeah, yeah. Oh, in yeah. The, the vintage industry has also blown up in the last like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people go to what they refer to as the bins, which is um, Goodwill Outlet, where you literally dig through bins and then you buy stuff by the pound. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do, do you guys have any in Texas? That that you do probably in. Yeah, I don't know if we have any in Austin because usually I hit up Goodwill regularly. Usually, I mean, it's a whole different experience of like normal Goodwill. Yeah, and we. We don't have them in Knoxville. They're usually in the bigger cities, but like we'll go to Nashville or Chattanooga. Well, Chattanooga is small. I don't know why Knoxville doesn't have one, but anyways, we we would. I would be there every day if we had one. That's and there are people that go every day. Every day, dig. Yeah, and are there from open to close too? Like it's not like. It is wild. The bins is as an experience. Just and I think everyone should do it people. once. Yeah, even if you go in just to see people, um, it really, <laughs> it really, really kills me. Though, like some people are like so aggressive at it that they'll throw yeah. things, and break things, and that is not the point of this. Like I got, <laughs> yeah, I've gotten mad a few times, but never like at like somebody getting something else it would be like you just threw that plate and broke it like that is not i don't know i'm like that's not cool but anyways Hmm. (laughs) but i do love the bands i've never heard of that before that's cool but that's kind of like what our niche is it's like you kind of get a thrift experience but you're not having to dig through trash because yeah. let's be real, a lot of it is like literal trash. Um, mm-hmm. 
and like somebody's old sock and somebody else like blanket that their dog died on or whatever. Right. And broken that. But like, you know, there's, you see some nastiness. A lot of times, most, (laughs) well, I don't know about most, many people choose to wear gloves when they go to the bins. Um, But so when you go into our store, I think that we have kind of a vibe, but we also try to, and like we have our own style and even as into, we have similar style, like between April and I, but we also have like, you know, or our sort of uniqueness, but then, so the idea is like you come into our shop, you're going to see everything cool and good. It might not be you but you're going to see all good things as opposed mm-hmm. to like blah, 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 blah. Oh, this one's kind of cute. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, it would also, be like cute, we, cute. Not for me, but cute, 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 cute. Yeah. But we also <laughs> have a Dega bin that is like a dollar. We have, we do have a bin, a That's dollar true. bin for, for, for if diggers like if they want to dig of the thrift. We always have a sale rack in the dollar bin. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm not a digger. Oh dear. Right. See if we have one though around because we can make an adventure. Well, I would have okay. to get like a few cocktails before we go because yeah, I like we have some cocktail we'll shotgun a few beers in the parking lot. <laughs> we'll put on our gloves. And there you go. That's I bet people do that. <laughs> okay. I get so impatient. I'll do the for me. Yeah. Come out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that kind of leads us into the next thing. So, I mean, y'all actually have seasons in Knoxville. Do y'all Ooh. do a lot of? I mean, more than here for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you try to be seasonal at the store or is it just kind um, of? We are not mostly just like, so for like right now we have put away like all the shorts. We've don't have a lot of like, you know, bathing suits or like tank tops out, but most we're pretty still temperate. So it's t-shirt jeans all year, but obviously yeah. and we have coats and jackets when it gets to probably like April, May, even before that, we'll start putting away heavier coats, but mm-hmm. then we'll, we will still have like some jackets probably out all year round, but okay. it will get, I would say, like today it was like mid forties and that's about like what our winter is. You know, we might have some crazy coldness below that, but that's probably average winter temp, which to me is like, not honestly, that's about as low as I would want to go. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then in summer it will be like nineties. Yeah. So. Are there, certain times of year that are more popular like are you guys on a similar season to like retail shops or is it different i'd say it's the same so like this, the holidays of silver really yes different. this past like holiday season i thought was weird i don't know if this was weird like weird in the sense it was just seemed slower even mm. than previous months of like our biggest we did have like a crazy huge sale in for Labor Day, which we do these 
two or three times a year we do fill a bag sale where we'll just drag mm-hmm. stuff out into the parking lot and it is more of the dig thing like we'll lay out blankets with just like piles and piles of clothes and you can fill a bag up for ten dollars so we did one of those in september so um and i that saw how we get excited yeah <laughs> I have always wanted to do that. Like it's really fun because I feel like I could just get such a deal doing that. Oh my god! Yeah, We're coming to Knoxville. Yes, <laughs> even if you get like three things, yeah, you, get a deal. you know what I mean. Walk out um, and rob the place. Though I, yeah, I think that was our <laughs> highest month of the year, and then like November, you know is black friday but like our black friday and small business saturday we we were like it was like solid but nowhere near past numbers mm. which so we were a little bit like what is i feel like it was just an, it was like just an average weekend for us to be honest mm-hmm. i mean it was like yeah but we talked to some other small businesses in knoxville and i think it was kind of a citywide, like just kind of a slump for whatever reason. Um, maybe people were like scared of recession coming or mm. just shopping less, which is allowed. That's fine. But <laughs> we were freaking out a while, but then we just like chose to be, you know, whatever that was last month. So let's keep on. Yeah. Yeah. But this month has been great so far. Like, That's I feel true. like it's definitely, I feel like the winter is kind of hard for sales. Then people will get their taxes back and the weather mm-hmm. changes. So people need new things. So, yeah. I will say this about Knoxville too, is we are such little babies about weather, like any type of bad weather. Like today it was rainy all day and we get a lot of rain. We're, in a temperate rainforest um because we're so near the mountains um and knoxville people are like "Mm, it's raining i'm staying home like Mm -hmm. you know snow flurries let's all freak out like we just don't do weather which i get but then sometimes as a business owner i'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) but it usually evens out and like some people you know i've checked in with one of our employees today and uh, like around three o'clock and I was like has anyone even come in the store today she's like just a few but it's slow but then like 30 minutes later we had like three sales so okay I think sometimes we just need to speak about it because yeah you were like it's slow but not anymore so Mm -hmm. yeah manifesting oh yeah we do a lot of that yeah we do Jenny's better at it than me, I think, but I'm I'm working on it. I don't know if I'd be working on it too. <laughs> and then sometimes we just have to like move one article of clothing that yeah. we've had for like a month. Then we move it or put our hands on it one time and then it sells the next day. And I'm like, praise goodness. Yeah, oh. that is a- go ahead. Yeah. And then so there was there's a new little like booth shop in South Knoxville Mootering Vintage that just opened up and we have like a small wall um there and we had taken things over there but something that has been at the store for like six months and then we took it over there and it sold the first week they were open so it was like hallelujah and it was a good piece so Mm -hmm. 
it's always weird things like that also that brings up a good point to mention too so like we french fried vintage is like what it's you would i would say similar to just like a clothing boutique and it's just us so a lot of times vintage places are set up more like with booths of different Mm -hmm. vendors and um i think that is one thing that is unique about us in our area so we are still i would say the first and really still the only like vintage clothing store in knoxville that's for vintage clothing there are definitely other places to get vintage clothing at some of these more like booth set up we have a couple of good ones there's even like at the resale shop where we used to work it's more like name brand stuff but they have like you know some solid vintage there and then since we opened there's been a couple that have opened that are like streetwear vintage but i kind of classify that as a different type of uh, mainly just t-shirts and tennis shoes yeah it's like dude vintage okay. like and sneaker <laughs> sneaker heads and like we sell dude stuff so that's cool but it's like yeah it's t-shirts which is the t-shirt industry vintage t-shirt industry is like insane i i still can't even wrap head around it's, it it's hard it, yeah we're still comprehending like pricing wise t-shirts also so right now with it booming like it is but yeah it's become a whole like subculture i feel like my brother's always kind of trendy and his christmas list this year was full of like just random ass t-shirts i was like what's going on yeah (laughs) some of which sell for like four and five hundred dollars or even more like it's just nuts it is nuts how many um because we've been into vintage like forever you know what i mean like i have a i have a van halen t-shirt like concert tee from like 1980 whatever that i got at a flea market in new york in brooklyn when i was probably like college age for like 20 something 28 dollars let's say now that is like a hundred and fifty dollar shirt easily maybe more more like you know and at the time for me that was like a lot to pay but i was like new york i'm on vacation like i'm gonna get it like because then i also have a bon jovi concert tee from like same era that i got at the flea market here in like not even knoxville like kind of nowhere land maybe five dollars i don't know probably not even five dollars i got that for and like those are shirts that i still love for myself that i would not ever want to sell but it's just like now you can't even hardly find those things and then they sell for like crazy amount of money but we don't really that's not our market our market is like regular people (laughs) that want to but they can like the t-shirt people can come get a good price t-shirt if they want to and then (laughs) sell it for more sure yeah but that's that's just yeah we've definitely had some higher dollar things that we have let go for what we know is less than their quote-unquote worth like if we chose to put them on ebay or whatever but um we kind of talked about that early on and we want to exist for 
the people of Knoxville, like first and Mm -hmm. foremost. And we have somewhat of an online presence, but we're not trying like also money is great. We want to make money, but we're, we just like truly love clothes and want people to have cool clothes. And we don't want to ask all the very coolest thing. Like just so say it's worth, you know, theoretically $150. But if we can sell it to somebody here for 75, we'd rather someone here have it than like whoever in California that, you know, sits on eBay all day. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. And I love that. Yeah. You know, that's a soft spot in my heart, too. Yes. Yes. Our right. so, <laughs> average sale is um, uh, between 25 and $30. Or our average price, I guess. So like mm-hmm. t-shirts are going to range from like 15 to we might have some higher dollar ones at like 50, but most of them are going to be 15 to 30 bucks for a t-shirt, which is, I, I feel pretty affordable. Yeah. I think that's very fair. And then we'll have even some, like, we always have a $5 rack or even like some $10 t-shirts. Like there's going to be... You know, we're about clothes for everybody, but also for every budget. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of stuff is popular in your store? Like, I mean, I know right now, like 90s style is kind of coming back. Is that reflected in what people buy or what, uh, what kind of items are people looking for? Definitely 80s and 90s stuff. Even, mm-hmm. even Y2K stuff. Uh, <laughs> that that, that uh, is yeah, getting to me. <laughs> but, I mean, it is so hard for me to purchase those items to sell for our store. But they sell. So, yeah. like, and I would say more of the high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Wild leg jeans are back. Even know, it's so weird. Low rise, so it's like hard, but I would say 80s and 90s mostly at the moment. But we, I love like 60s and 70s stuff, so we carry everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but our top like seller, like item wise, is t shirts, I think. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Maybe jeans. Oh, t-shirt and jeans, which yeah. is, yeah. but that's like kind of all of that's America kind of, yeah. all the time. Yeah. 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 These kids are killing me bringing back Y2K. I mean, I swear <laughs> to God, like if I was worried because I saw, um, shit, what's her name? She's an actress. She was married to Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes. Oh. I saw a picture of her and it was just a really poor outfit. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it looked like she was trying to do the dress over jeans thing. That was popular. I did that so much. I know. I just recently did it again. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) No. Yeah. There was a picture of her on a red carpet where it looked like her outfit was trying to be that. And then like her stylist came out and had to make like a public statement because people just went fucking crazy. Yeah. Cause it was Um, like the recent, I saw what you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh, I thought it was like an old, I mean, she looks good. So good for her. She does look good. Yeah. It was hard to tell how old she was yeah so i just hope that that doesn't come back is all i'm saying (laughs) 
Mm. What was it? We went went out to eat, Derek. That was a while ago when we went out to eat downtown and we saw all the like Gen (laughs) Zers wearing the like platform sneaker, crop top. Every person that walked by, Derek was like... (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's one thing that is hard is sometimes like i said we have our our style and then there's some stuff like that is we're the early 2000s that's our generation like yeah i graduated high school in 2004 what year you were you april similar i was there i was there five as well yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're all the same generation like we see that stuff and we have the same we're just like eh, like listen y'all it wasn't, <laughs> like y'all it wasn't cool then don't make it cool now <laughs> but like Man. we love 90s and it's like i was alive in the 90s but not you know what it's just like everything is always you know you like this generation before so mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. makes sense but we just, you know, like, you know what? Someone is going to like this and they're going to yeah. be cute. So we let them. That's yeah. so funny. You also can't be too precious with your product. Uh, you have to let people like, we've met other vintage uh, sellers that are just like so attached to the pieces and then what people do with them after they're sold. Oh, like, yeah serving the story and the integrity and yada 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 and we're like it's cool that vintage garments have that and you can pass it along but also like let people bring their yeah you know mark to it like sometimes i love to tell people the story when i know but then sometimes i'm like should i say anything or should i just let them be uninfluenced by whatever past thing it's attached to it. What do you think about that, April? I mean, I like history and what um, I would like to know where this this T-shirt came yeah. from or this dress. If this dress was Meemaw's from 1952 and you found it in a barn, yes, I want to know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but would that keep you from like then, you know, if you fa- you know, we still like, okay, still go home and cut it up if that's right. what you yeah. want to do. Do it, what you, you know? want with it. But yeah, once it leaves our hands, it's free to do. It's free to yeah. serve its um, other its other purpose in yeah. life to live on. Yeah. So mm-hmm. even if know. that means flipping it. So, you know, maybe we sell that shirt for $75 that I talked about before. And they put it on eBay and make 150. It's like good for you if that's what you yeah. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, we don't want to spend our time like posting things on eBay. So yeah. So I'm curious. You mentioned an employee earlier. Um, how many employees do you have? We actually have three employees. Three. This the most we've had ever. I would say we're maybe a little bit overstaffed at the moment, but we kind of did that knowing that we're planning this move and yeah. then I think we're there'll preparing. be more. Yeah. Um, 
But typically, like starting out, we were like, oh, we're not going to hire employees. But mm. it was clear like very soon. That it's hard. We, yeah. We, like we were like, at least year one, you know, we'll do it ourselves. No, I think we made it like maybe a couple months. And yeah. I think we did pretty good, just me and you, but still. Well, it but was it was fun. me, you, and Rory for the for a while, a long time. We just had basically like one employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then only in the last like maybe six months did we hire more people. Um, and they're all great. Like really, we've had maybe only like one employee that I wasn't like super happy with, mm-hmm. but I feel like at the same time, they still did their job, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, we never had to fire anyone. People just kind of like came and went naturally, but I really mm-hmm. love the our team. Our team, <laughs> our team right now. Yeah. I do love our team right now. Three employees, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, Thanks it's crazy. And we're about, so like, usually we're going to have, um, our first like employee like holiday party you know obviously okay. we're a little Way late, late. <laughs> that's okay we're having that next week because like oh we have enough people to like actually make this a thing <laughs> so <laughs> we're like all right i mean we we're still young enough as a and let's also add that neither of us have like a business background. Like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Like most of <laughs> we are still learning, still learning. We are, Every we're day. learning so much all the time. So we're like, ah, like it's still exciting for us that like we have a meeting and we can like expense coffee at the meeting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that stuff is makes us feel cool still. So I love that. Look, I have my MBA and I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So you're good. Okay. Well, yeah. No, I don't think there's any way to really prepare for it. You know, you just figure it out as you go. Well, and I guess you really can say that about life, but I feel like Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things I've learned about being a small business owner is like, that's really what entrepreneurship is, is like, yeah just doing it and figuring it out as you go and not being afraid to just do it. And like we filed our taxes late for the first two years and we had like, uh, we didn't even file. I'll say this. We didn't even file them the first year because (laughs) it was so overwhelming. We were like, okay, so year two we go and tackle it. But that ended up being, so they were like late, but guess what? All that got solved. You know, we're not in any type of, like tax debt we're up to date now and now we know what we're doing and this year now we have to do them again yeah i'm not looking forward to it it's probably my favorite mine too i hate it is this your least this is my least favorite part of business ownership is that it's federal tax season for me (laughs) well and i even use a cpa so like do you have a cpa or you'll do it yourself um, we do, well, we're kind of looking for a new one right now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, we kind of do, we have one that files for us, but we do most of the grunt work of like, yeah. um, to save money that way. 
Yeah. Um, we may look into having an actual bookkeeper at the in the future, but yeah. Yeah, and that's as, what I need. As we grow and get more uh, more stuff to deal with, but we've been doing it ourselves. Do you think April is that your least? That's totally. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I think, well, I, once we got the hang of it, putting the numbers and stuff in, but dealing with someone else to do it is stressful. Like, I feel like, I don't know, we do our part and then they have to do their part. Well, yeah, we'll say that too. Cause yeah, we're not been like super happy with our tax person. So yeah, it's fine, but it's just strange to me also. Like, you need all these other people to help you, but mm-hmm. when you should be able to do it yourself, when that's enough. <laughs> like, yeah. Should we blame capitalism? Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. The government is him and Yeah. I love that meme. It's like, it's talking about like doing your taxes and it's like, okay, how much do I owe? And they're like, they being the government, yes. you, you tell me, yeah. okay, well, here's how much I owe. You did it wrong. Like I, I do my own taxes, but like, I don't own a small business, but I have a ton of 1099s. So yeah. I always have to pay thousands of dollars every year. Mm-hmm. And even when I pay for like the, the service to type the numbers in and it comes back out, I still, I got a bill just recently saying, oh, you actually weren't qualified for the COVID benefit. So you owe us $1,400 plus the interest. I'm like, okay, I finally just am like, I thought, am I going to like try and fight this research? It No, I'm going to put it on a credit card and earn points back and just call it a day because you should have just, just give me a freaking bill every year. Like I'm done with the math. Mm-hmm. I have a funny story. So we also did not, well, so in retail, you, um, Tennessee has sales tax on clothing. So in retail you can also choose to pay your like state tax their sales tax you can choose to pay it monthly quarterly or yearly so i think when we started out i was like okay i i signed us up to do it monthly which for us is the smartest thing because we have like pretty it also in tennessee sales tax is high so it's a big chunk of money that you don't want to have to pay um Uh, one time but we were just starting I was like oh you know what we can do it quarterly so I waited like three months but then when you do it so with the sales tax it's really pretty obvious like how much you owe because it's it's just rung up that way but if you pay it late then you have to do this like crazy math equation to find the like percentage blah 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 and it's exactly what you said so it's like you pay it then they tell you whether you got it right or not. And then, so they, so I did that. I paid our late fees, but, and I overcalculated it, but I wasn't even used to the system. So I kept getting like, when they gave us the thing back, I thought we owed this extra amount. And so I paid that again. What what they were showing was like the negative as meaning that what I overpaid. So then I did it like three times. (laughs) Like it was like, whatever it was, $70 
you know, and then, so I would pay $70 and then it would be like, oh, you, it's like 140. Like 140. And I was like, what? So then I paid 140. <laughs> <laughs> and I figured out, like, no, you dummy. Like, <laughs> and so then I had to fill out a different thing to like actually get that money. But mm-hmm. again, it all worked out. And like, <laughs> like, no, no one on the podcast is in jail. So praise <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we are paid up if the irs is listening we are paid up yeah Yeah. and i would like to say that jenny does the brunt of the paperwork stuff so go you jenny (laughs) (laughs) well if you need a new cpa i do love mine so i can give you her number if you want okay but do they do out of state can you do like Mm -hmm. did different states do different things well i think what last so the first two years, it didn't matter because we didn't pay ourselves. Last year, we did start yeah. paying ourselves. So, but we still filed our personal taxes on our own. But I, my accountant told me after the fact, because I was asking her about something unrelated. She, and she was like, let me just glance at that. She was like, oh, by the way, you did this wrong last year. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, so this year also, I think we're just going to go ahead and have our or whoever and we end up using do our personal taxes as well because yeah. one thing too that's maybe um different i guess you'd say we are a general partnership as opposed to an llc mm-hmm. um which i don't know at the time it just seemed easier so we have some dis- different designations at we might at one point switch to llc but it's worked for us so far but uh, I'm like, as I'm saying this, I'm like, tax stuff's boring. We shouldn't. We don't <laughs> <about it."> yeah. <laughs> Skip next question. Move yeah. to the next, please. <laughs> oh um, I have the next question. So I feel like with like thrifting and shopping vintage, like it, I feel like certain people do it. Certain people don't like for me, like all, all my stuff is like from, a thrift store a vintage store and when you meet other people that don't do it it's like I feel like there's some sort of like barrier there or reason they don't want to do it and I'm just curious about if we have listeners that are like intimidated by going to a vintage store or like are there tips or what do you think if someone is like considering like maybe it's someone's new year's resolution to like thrift I don't know but are there tips how would you approach it um, I just have to say there was this, this customer came in the other day and he's like, came in twice and he was like, I'm just now starting to buy second hand. And we were like, okay, we love you. We'll see you soon. Like he bought a few t-shirts, but it was like awesome that we communicated that. Like I would love for people to ask questions to the employees at the stores. Like, can we help you find what anything that you're looking for? There are different levels of thrifting and secondhand too. Like even what we were talking about, you know, there's like digging in bins with like other crazy people that are throwing shit. And then there's like coming to like a curated vintage shop that we have. So, and that's really what you're paying for Mm -hmm. is that we went and picked it out for you. Um, and it's clean and it's organized, you know, it doesn't look like (laughs) 
jc penny or whatever but like uh, <laughs> i don't know why i thought of jc penny <laughs> like, is there even jc pennies i was trying to oh. think of like bright like stark like yeah oh maybe oh maybe like bright white like me, 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 me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like black t-shirt <laughs> but it's also not like you know even a typical goodwill like crap hanging off the hangers like rips yeah. in it like somebody like <laughs> picking their nose in the next aisle <laughs> so there's no of- nose pickers in french fried Oh gosh. So I would say start <laughs> at the level that you're comfortable with and don't try to go like straight for but we honestly that's such a good question. And as you were saying that, I was like, okay, we need to make a little like how-to guide. Or, like a, Yeah, a on our website that we're working on. Yeah, so that's another like big bit. I feel like we're getting our big business britches going. We're finally <laughs> like building a website. Uh, or more act- paying someone to do it for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't do mine myself. I understand. We're thinking of like cool content to put on it. And I think that would be like an awesome thing. Like mm-hmm. how to, one thing that we do in our shop too, that throws people off. Um, we don't label clothing. So we didn't by originally. Size wise, size. By size or gender. <laughs> yeah. So okay. we do divide it by size and gender. Originally, we did not even want to divide by gender, but some people just it's more of like basically our kind of mindset about this is it's about the fit not the mm-hmm. or right. what it is like that being said like you know some people want man pants quote unquote man pants because of how they're cut no mm. matter what their gender is um and then i will also say certain genders have more uh or i should say less training on shopping so they need more help mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the nice way to say that cis men don't know how to shop um, mm-hmm. so they need their own section because they need help um, yeah. but so we but we don't put like a sign like women's shirts and even in our um point of sale like things don't ring up on the receipt as like a women's this or like it's just a shirt mm-hmm. and then um for the sizing I don't know. I think we guess came up with this together. We didn't want to have like small, medium, large, because again, like maybe your body uh, is small, but you like to wear large or mm-hmm. like what even is a large, like, and, and in women's size, clothing sizes are so all over the place. Mm-hmm. Vintage sizing is so all over the place. You know, you can have a size 16, like 30 years ago is not a size 16 now so you can't even really go by the label so we are we use uh we developed what we call the dot system which is instead of you know divided by small medium large we have one dot two dots three dots up to six dots and we don't even you know, want to use that terminology. People kind of usually can figure it out themselves, but if they ask, it's not like, oh, one dot means extra small. No, 
It's like the fewer the dots, the smaller the item is, the more the dots, the bigger the item is. Because mm -hmm. it's really not about what size it is. It's how you want it to fit on your body. Mm -hmm. Period. I love that. <laughs> awesome. That's yeah. beautiful. I just know, like, for me, it's like, I definitely made a switch, like, in the last four or five years to just on an eco-friendly slash also, like, anti-sweatshop, uh, like, anti, you know, unethical, like, I really only buy thrift or like used clothing and it, it definitely changes the way I shop and at first I felt like oh my gosh I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to buy like the exact outfit I want but I know for me personally like I started just keeping like a folder on my phone of like I would take screenshots if I see someone wearing an outfit I want and then I'll go to Goodwill and like look for that outfit but it's, it's an adjustment and it does take a little bit more work but like you I like the tip of like approaching it at your level so you can still go into a curated boutique and like find an outfit yeah and like what april said if you ask the people like we know our inventory so well because we truly love like all these items and mm -hmm. we're organized and we know it's you know it because it's so many crazy styles all together it might look jumbled but we have a system for organization so if you're like i'm looking for a this for a, this type of event we can be like okay we're gonna look here oh nothing here is working okay maybe this little area over here we could get so, like first of all we're gonna know like what actual items we will have like actual items pop in our head but we'll also be able to look other places within the store we'll know like you know where things are and if we don't have it, we can point you into other thrift or resale shops that maybe do have something that you'd like. We would keep yeah. it all secondhand. We love like all of the vintage shops around town. So we would just point you in the right direction, even if we didn't have something. The hunting part to find like, okay, say you do want this certain outfit, you're looking for a vintage sweater vest. Someone, I wore one the other day and someone was like, I've got to get one now. And so I'm like the hunt for it too. And then when you finally find that vintage sweater vest that you've been looking for, it's like magic. Yes. Uh, I love that too. Yeah. 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 And then like, I have clothes that once I like, once I find something, like I found like this super cute pair of like faux leather pants and like, I would have never paid like whatever they probably, they're from Lululemon and like mm -hmm. I would never shop at Lululemon or be able to afford that. But I right. got a for like $9 at Goodwill. I wear them all the time. And people are always like, where did you get that? Where did you? I'm like, Goodwill. And people are like, yeah. what? I'm like, yeah, Goodwill, man. And you never know what you're going to find either. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, it's like magical because their inventory is always changing. So is ours. Like, we put new things out like daily, um, whether, you know, it's a purse or t shirts or dresses. We're putting something out on the shelf. So. I don't know. And I would frequent the stores. Like I know some people don't have the time to shop, but that is like another tip. Like if you don't find it today, come back next week and maybe it will be here for you. So that's an, uh, what basically I was going to say, like, as I think thrift shopping, as opposed to like retail 
you know, typical retail, it takes more patience and more creativity, but like you will eventually find anything you want, Mm -hmm. but it's just, do you have the time to wait for it? And do, are you willing to wait for it? And sometimes you're not. And, you know, I'm anti-fast fashion also, but like what you were saying, if I find a cute sheen thing at Goodwill, I'll buy it. I'm very anti-sheen, but I ain't going to buy from them, but I'll wear the thing if it didn't get it from them. But then I also still, you know, spend a lot of money at Target on just like, which is also fast fashion crap. But I'm like, you know what? It's cute. And I just came in for like, (laughs) As, you know, I just needed a black T-shirt and I know I can go get it there and get it today for whatever it is. So, yeah, it's just, I think, a balance, too. And, you know, also there are fashion is like it is a moment in time. So, like, if you like something like I bought a Stranger Things T-shirt because Stranger Things is of now. You know what I mean? And I love it. I'm not going to wait 10 years when everyone gets rid of their Stranger Things t-shirt. Like, I'm allowed to like that right now and Mm -hmm. buy, you know, a shirt that's maybe not the most ethically made. But I'm not going to buy all my stuff like that, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's another thing I would say. If people, like, if you're trying to make the switch, don't be hard on yourself. And, like, that if you can't do it all, all immediately. Mm -hmm. Okay. And manifest that item. So one thing that we like, so my family goes with us thrifting, which my kiddos love and hate it because they'll get things. But we like, we have started this thing where we would about to go into the thrift store and we're like, what do we hope to find today? And then like, if it's like suggesting like, okay, I want to find a Betty Boop t-shirt and Nora wants to find a baby alive and Otto wants to find a Hot Wheel and Justin wants to find a hat. Like we like, we'll say what we want to find that day. Sometimes we get it and sometimes we don't, but like, that was just like a little thing. We, we do it every now and then. Cause I'm like, I want to find something good today. So I just yeah. say it out loud. <laughs> but if you, when you go with a group too, like go with your friends, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I always keep like a running list so that like, if it's like, oh, I cleaned out my closet and I know I need like white tees or like I need jeans. So like next time I have time to go to the thrift store, I have like my list on my phone of like, so if I see, cause I feel like jeans for me, like it's hit or miss. So it's like mm-hmm. that's for that's everyone. Cool. Yeah. It so, is the hardest thing to buy. It's like keep a list so that when I see something like, oh, wait, did I need like a new black sweater? I did. So like I'm getting this. I think a list is great. Yeah. advice. I am a person that will buy the same damn thing for myself. <laughs> like, and like slightly very, it's like, how many yeah. pink fuzzy sweaters do you own? And um, <laughs> Like part of me is like, well, there's slightly different shades of pink. But the other part yeah. of me is like, uh, think for like two seconds before you buy another one. <laughs> yeah. That's but. me too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to wrap it up, I mean, I think we already know what your 2023 goals are. Um, it sounds like you're moving into a bigger place. How much bigger is it than the the current space that you're in? Um, Huge. Huge. <laughs> That's exciting. It's like um, over twice as big. Damn. 
That's but cool. It's also like four times the rent that we're paying now. So that's sure. Uh, <laughs> that's gonna be it's scary. It's yeah. scary, but like okay, right now, like on a Saturday, if we have 10 people shopping, it's not it's like impossible to shop because it's right. I got you. Yeah. It's totally the right thing for us and for a lot of different reasons, but like, so we are taking our biggest risk so far financially Mm -hmm. because we don't know it's going to pay off, but we expect that it will pay off. And the thing is where we are right now, we do great, but we've kind of topped out with what we can yeah. do at that space based yeah. on the size and it, and the location. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, we're going to um, be really our same neighborhood, but like that much closer to the downtown. I mean, we're moving like not ab- about a mile away, but a mile closer to downtown into a bigger space it's going to be awesome and we would also love you know we have our three employees and we would love to uh be able to pay them more as well yeah yeah say that is another goal for us like get open get profitable where we are and to to the point that we can also give our employees a raise because i think they all deserve it we gave them a tiny one which is what we can afford right now but we would like to give them a more significant one yeah that's awesome and other people jobs eventually i feel like and maybe we would love to have people yeah also i want to give ourselves a raise too (laughs) well that's obvious i think but (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah our employees are coming first right now though so yeah we are doing that so we think well it's exciting i'm looking forward to seeing the new space and the website you're working on the website that's another oh big my gosh the website will probably be ready we're meeting her again tomorrow Ooh. i would say in like four to six weeks so cool. that's gonna, like that's gonna be a faster a little bit faster you grabbed the domain name already oh i did do that good okay i feel like smart enough that i did that good uh, good job well i had a friend like people always help you i had a friend that was like it was just the the timing she was like oh you need to do that my friend that's a bartender i was like sitting at her bar and she was when I was talking that and then she was like, oh, talk to this person who was also her friend sitting like right at the other end of the bar. And they just like walked me through the steps. We did it right there mm. on the phone. And I was like, <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, That's cool. That's awesome. Well, um, where can people find you? I mean, I know Instagram, face, Facebook. Do you have Facebook? We yes. do have Facebook. Instagram is the you know where we shine i think <laughs> yeah i would agree you have a lot of followers on instagram you can also watch us on swap shop on netflix season two oh, really three. yes um, season two episode three <laughs> yeah, yes we're, we're like uh maybe f label famous <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a netflix show called swap shop 
and we're on it. What is That's it? Awesome. Season two, episode three. Okay. Yeah. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, you all should watch it too if you haven't. It's, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> is the whole episode just y'all or is it a couple different That's places? a part of the episode. Yeah, so yeah. like they follow different people around that are like, you know, wheeling and dealing. And we mm-hmm. are one of the places that people come to make a deal. So okay. it's pretty fun. That's cute. That, I love that. That was a fun thing. Yeah. And then Instagram are on... where we're at. We do have a TikTok. I'm trying, y'all. I'm trying. I feel you. It yeah. is it's hard yeah yeah at french fried vintage on instagram www.frenchfriedvintage.com coming soon (laughs) and if you're ever in knoxville tennessee come by uh otherwise check out our etsy or our depop shop Mm -hmm. and oh that's another thing we want to do for 2023 is merch like so yeah because we also are a place that in every item is unique. So you might come in and find 10 things or you might come in and find nothing. So we do want to have an option or, you know, maybe somebody's not into vintage, but they like supporting local. And mm-hmm. then so you can buy like our t-shirt. It's also with our branding and everything and then we want to have like multiple designs done by like local artists so that then that's also a way to like support people's art and stuff yeah <laughs> i just yeah it. i just looked at the instagram like followed it from our our uh, show account and it looks so fun mm-hmm. yeah it is fun it's a good time that's why Another- i said a fan girl I did want to say yeah. something you said about artists that we do try to have an artist a month in the store. So, and we sell their items for them. So, oh, I love that. It's yeah. so fun. It's so fun having different art in yeah. there. And sometimes it's just fashion related, and sometimes it is totally different, and it's mm-hmm. cool. To- yeah we did that at a salon that i managed we would always have a different artist in there and also like local jewelry and stuff mm-hmm. that was fun cool well y'all were so much fun as yes, expected you are thank you so much thank you guys i am of ready course. to like derek when are we going because I need to the new place away Teach him the ways, Holly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Y'all let us know. The next time there's a fill up a Also, go to the thing our podcast bubble right now because. Oh, really? It's your first, first one? Podcast. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And I want to do more. I'm, I'm excited to hear this one. And then I'm like, okay, what? I'm ready to do him. Yeah. <laughs> manifest yeah. it. Uh, we have like some similar things, but not like an actual podcast. So, yeah. We have had a day that we are their first podcast, which mm-hmm. is kind of the reason we were doing this is because we feel mm-hmm. like small businesses don't get the love that they should. But I'm always surprised. Like, yeah, people haven't. I'm because like, there's so many podcasts out there. Right. Yeah. This is well, our thank first you podcast, guys too. Thinking of us. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Of course, yeah. Jenny was one of the first people I contacted. 
Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, it was lovely meeting you, April. Um, Lovely to meet you guys, too. Cool. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Yes. Of course. Thank you. All right. I want to come to Austin. Yeah. Yeah. We should should go thrifting. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome whenever. Whenever I'm in town. Last time I think, Jenny, I was out of town whenever you were planning on coming. I don't know if I ever followed up with you about that. It ended up I had COVID, so it was good. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I have been having to travel a lot lately for my day job, so definitely let me know um ahead of time if, if possible well and you know i'm trying to get our dear beloved shannon to come with mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yes all right good night y'all thank you so much for taking the time to listen holly where can people find you they can find me on instagram and twitter at orange julia's seven also on the bitterlemon.com and on etsy bitter lemon digital and Derek. Where can people find you? So I am on Instagram with my personal account at Yoga with Derek, and that's D-E-R-E-K, spelled the correct way. And on Instagram for Yoga for All Humans, it is at Yoga for All Humans on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, Don't judge my TikTok game. I'm still learning. On LinkedIn, you can sync up with me, Derek Hagler, on there. And Yoga for All Humans has its own LinkedIn account as well. And of course, yogaforallhumans.com is the studio's website. Small Business Happy Hour has its own Instagram account at Small Business Happy Hour. Or you can email us at smallbusinesshappyhour at gmail.com. Cheers. Cheers. See you next Tuesday. Tuesday.